Blog Talk Radio. Dirty talk of any kind might offend you. This is not the show for you. You you know the rap. You've heard it before. But I'm glad you're here. And I know you're here because I just lay it all out on the damn table. But listen, Desperate Housewitches is brought to you by the amazingly wicked one, the incredible Dorothy Morrison. And right now, the limited edition candles, we've only got a few more days of the month, and then they go poof away. So if you want any of the Wicked Mojo candles, I'm just telling you, get to www.wickedwitchstudios.com. Well, Dorothy, I sent you, of course. Um, But also go to the social media link in Facebook on the Wicked Witch Studios page, and and you can get the direct link for that, unless you just want to shop. And we love it when you shop. So that's wickedwitchstudios.com. Go and get them. They're only available a little while longer, just a few more days. In case anybody forgot, February's only got 28 this year. I kept forgetting. I kept thinking it was a leap year. I don't know why. Maybe because of all the insanity of my life. But anyway, <laughs> my little desperados, it's been crazy. Oh, and special shout out to my friend Asher. Hey, baby, feel better. I'm not going to use your last name because you didn't give me permission. You actually didn't give me permission for shit. I'm just saying, hey, because you're a sweetheart. Um, so for the hour, my friend is the ama- my friend. Well, she is my friend. Um, my guest is the amazing Diatima Mantinea, uh, a witch, professional astrologer, tarot reader. She knows about all kinds of things in soil and crop sciences. And anybody who knows, Oh, and by the way, you can find her at uraniaswell.com. Sorry. Um, But as anybody may or may not have heard from any of my broadcasts or my Facebook postings or any of my other craziness, a tree fell like a redwood tree-sized tree, like over 100 years old. Huge, huge tree. I posted a picture on my personal page so folks could see it. And... I live in an area where there's lots and lots and lots and lots of trees, big old, old trees. And I love trees as witches, I think. I think most witches like trees. You do have some witches that are like, yeah, you know what? Concrete's okay. And it is okay. But um, as things get older and and climate gets weirder, um, you know, grounds get saturated with more rains and more storms and intense weather changes. Things die faster. Um, and this huge tree fell. And not only did it hit the side of my apartment building, which is a two-story building, but it also took out three cars, two fences, 
um, and an entire second floor railing. So it's, we're not talking about a little tree. <laughs> it's a big ass tree. Um, so anyway, we're going to talk about all that. And let's say hello to my amazing friend, Diatima. Hey, Diatima, how are you, my love? Hello, Raina. I am doing quite well, thank you. In this crazy hey. world that's saying something. <laughs> I know. Now, you and I were talking a little bit before we went on the air, and you were saying that astrologically there's, there's what kind of shit is happening out there because I am not aware, I am not well-versed in astrology at all. Well, <clears throat> there's all kinds of stuff going on, and I won't go into the technical details because that would bore anyone who is not an astrologer. But I will say that we have, are getting out of a period of time. There was like a period of time in the last few months of last year and like the first three weeks of this year when everything seemed to be like holding back, holding back, holding back. And then late January, a lot of it just cut loose. And of course, how it affects each person depends on your very much on your individual chart. But there are some things that really affect all of us to one degree or another, and especially the United States, because there are things going on right now in the sky that, that are having a specific effect on the, on the United States natal chart. So that's one of the reasons why there's so much uh, conflict and, and words being used as weapons and nastiness uh, in the public discourse. But next month is a month of major changes that I think we can, uh, can all look forward to. We have three planets changing signs and a bunch of other stuff going on. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, I think that uh, I wrote a lot about it in my latest blog post, but I think we can all count on um, some, some new opportunities and some changes happening and sometimes changes happening that, don't feel good, and then suddenly, you know, a few weeks later, you realize, oh, wow, that was one of the best things that ever happened to me. So, right. you know, it's, it's, I think it's, it's important to, um, to stay flexible in this time with all of these changes going on. Yeah, flexibility Unfortunately, is not my strong suit. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> flexible, I'm not so good at anymore in my 60s. My old ass is saying, Please, can I have something stable and calm? You know, I used when I was younger, oh, I did not. Calm to me equals boring. Uh, now that I'm an older person, I'm like, no, bring on the boring. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> no. Yeah, I can, I can relate to that. As an Aries particularly, boring is not good. Even in my 70s, boring is not good. But, um, yeah. but you know, sometimes it's just nice to – to have some solidity, to, um, you know, to have a place to anchor yourself. And that's actually what my, my blog post was about this month. I, I write a new blog post every month, um, most every month, uh, for the new moon. And, and it's just it's good to have an anchor. You know, it's, it's good to have some place where we can, can go and know that we're standing on solid ground. But sometimes you have to pick up your anchor and just sail off into the sunset. <laughs> you're not kidding oh let me tell yeah. you what the month of like january I sailed off into the sunset <laughs> oh my god right and i have you know 
and we talked a little bit before, again, about this before we went on air, but I've had like half a dozen situations over the past 12 days that have brought me to a point where I turned to one of my friends and said, actually, a couple of my friends, and I said, I'm convinced that February specifically is trying to kill me. Um, and I never really uh, <laughs> blamed a month for trying to kill me. Usually it's my bad decisions that are trying to kill me. So, you know, I mean, things of, of that nature, but because I'm still stupid in my 60s, and I fully admit that, which is why I have this show, so I can learn things. Um, but it's just been one thing after another. And I will tell you that while knowing it's happening to other people isn't comforting in the sense of, you know, it doesn't make it better, but at least... Yeah, you, you, know, don't, you don't want anybody really, else to be going through it, too. <laughs> exactly. But at least I know the universe is not targeting my ass specifically, uh, which I appreciate, <laughs> you know. Well, I have a suspicion that if I were to look at your chart, had just given what you just said about not being very flexible, that you probably have um, some fixed sign placements in your chart. And, you know, I think you said the 11th was, um, was, was the day that all the mess started. And it's interesting because on the 11th, uh, Mercury entered uh, fixed sign, the fixed sign of Aquarius. So you might be getting some, some hits there. And, of course, the sun is in Aquarius well, now, too. Uh-huh. So well, actually, I'm a Libra, but I will, tell, I will tell you, though, that the person that you and I were speaking about before we came on the air was, in fact, an Aquarian. And, uh, yeah, and my father was Pisces, although my father's passed many, many, many years. Um, the person we were talking about earlier and my father were very, oh, fuck it, I'll just tell you guys. Uh, my ex-husband passed away, um, father of my children, my favorite abuser, as it were. Um, I have talked about him before, but, um, yeah, he, he passed away. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, the, the Aquarians, Aquarians have been the bane of my existence my entire life. So this is not a surprise. That the revenge well, here's, of the you know, Aquarian. Here's the thing, Raina. What you're talking about here are sun signs. And that, of yes. course, is what the whole series of books that, that, um, that Evo is, is writing and which I co-authored the first book is all about. It's about the sun sign because that's very important. But we also, but we all have, you know, all of the planets in our chart, and all of those planets are in different signs. So, for instance, I'm in Aries. My sun sign is in Aries, but I have my moon in Aquarius, and and uh, my Mars in Scorpio, and my Pluto in in Leo. All of these are fixed signs. So when transiting planets in the sky um, go through these six signs, then I get hit by them. So I wouldn't be in the least surprised if we looked at your chart, if we found that some other uh, planets in your chart besides your sun were actually in fixed signs. Now, Libra is a cardinal sign like Aries. And in fact, it's, it's right, right opposite Aries. <clears throat> and, um, 
and so it's it's all about starting things, but um, <clears throat> starting things in 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 a different way than than Aries or Cancer or Capricorn, which are the other cardinal signs, would do. Mm-hmm. But everyone has uh, one of the great things about about this this series of books is that um, Evo write chapters on what it would be like to be the sun, your sun sign in, in the case of our book, Aries, and what, yeah. what it would be like to have an Aries sun and a moon in another sign. So he goes through all the different moon sign placements for Aries. And then your oh, rising boy. sign. These are the big three things in, in astrology. And then he does a whole chapter on what it would be like to be like an Aries sun with Aries rising, an Aries sun with Taurus rising, an Aries sun with Gemini rising, and so on, all the way through the Zodiac. So, you know, because it's so easy these days to just go online and get your chart, um, get your chart cast, it it really helps, um, it really helps home in on your specific situation, which you don't see in a lot of sun sign astrology, which is very mm, general, mm-hmm. but oh, really astrology I mean, I, is complex. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I never understood the trines. I never understood. I, there's, I don't get the terminology. It's not something I am well versed in. I don't know if that makes me a bad witch or a boring witch or whatever, but, you know, I I never had that kind of training. So when somebody starts talking about astrology, I'm like, okay, I need to learn this. Um, Well, here's the thing. These are great books for learning enough astrology to help you with your magic and witchcraft without having to go through i mean i started studying astrology in 1969 and it wasn't until 1990 that i actually hung out my shingle as a professional astrologer because there was a lot to learn before i really felt like well yeah you know i can and of course i was going through school studying soil science too so i didn't have as much time as i would like to focus on astrology but when i you know when i finally turned professional I I had been studying for for over 20 years, but that's you don't need to do that to be able to use astrology um, to to help your magic to uh, empower your witchcraft. You but it does help to know a little bit about it. And the great thing about this particular series of books is you get a lot of pe- different perspectives on it from different people who have that sun sign. And also a lot of different ways of using it magically without having to learn about trines and sextiles and parallel planets and, you know, all of this sort of stuff. So it lays it out pretty easily. Yeah. And I think that, that, you might, uh, that you might find it, it interesting when the Libra book comes out especially. But we should go figure out what your, uh, what your moon sign and, and rising sign are too. And uh, those, those, books will help you figure out what you can, you know, what you can do. Like one of the things I talk about well, in, in the Aries, which is how much I love fire. Yes. Fire is my element. And, uh-huh. uh, and I give spells with fire and all of this. 
Now, Libra is an air sign, so air would be more your element. And air, of course, is the, is the element of communication. And, wow, here you are with a podcast, among <laughs> other things. <laughs> True enough. I actually do mm-hmm. know, I do know um, my rising sign and my moon sign. My moon is in Pisces, and I have Capricorn rising. So that much I do oh. know. So let me ask. Uh-oh. What? <laughs> no, no. I, 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 think it's, I, think it's, I think it's very interesting. But, um, you know, this, we're, we're moving into Pisces season, and um, <clears throat> we just had a new moon in Pisces. So, yeah. um, so this will be, and this, you know, I'm not surprised that this is becoming an emotional time for you. But let's, uh, you know, let, when, we, when we're done here, um, you'll have to send me your, your birth information and I'll cast your chart and get back to you about some of the other placements in your chart. But this, oh, wow. uh, that, that Pisces you know, moon makes it very spiritual and emotional. Yeah, too much. I'm just saying. Listen, I, you know, because I've seen the, uh, and here's, here's the thing. I know you can go online and I know you can have it done generically where you get your, your quote unquote chart done. But for some reason, I'm just not comfortable with that. I would rather it be a real person. I, it just, there's something too formulaic about plugging exactly. it in and seeing the general information. It's kind of like just reading a regular horoscope without having any information behind it. So you, exactly. still, you still do charts for people, is that right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, so, so can people one of the things I, I really and, enjoy doing. Yeah, so they can go to your website and request that, and, and you can... You can sell that and fix them up with their information and all of that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And this is see, this is the thing about about astrology. You know, I can say, well, you have your sun in Libra, and that means this, and you have your moon in Pisces, and that means this, and you have Capricorn rising, and that means this, and the computer can tell you all of that, but it takes another human being preferably someone who has some training in, has some, you know, life experience and some training in uh, counseling to put all of that together and tell you something about yourself and give you some insights into yourself and give you some insights into what your strengths are because human beings are incredibly complex and astrology is incredibly complex too. Um, and and it can tell you a lot in the hands of a trained astrologer, but you know uh, all of the efforts at Chat GPI and all of that are are just never going to replace, I don't think, uh, the human element in interpreting a chart because it really is giving you giving you insight into the strengths and challenges you brought into this life and also mm-hmm. some insight if your spiritual understanding steers this way, some insight into your, your soul's um, dreams and, and ideas. I, I don't say soul purpose because I don't think we come in here with a purpose. Like, my purpose is to do this in this lifetime, you know. 
I, I think that's, that's bullshit. We may have, you know, we may have some, <clears throat> some, some specific areas that we want to focus on. We may have specific people we want to maybe work with from other incarnations. But I think, yeah. you know, I don't think you can tell someone what their sole purpose is. But you can give them some insight, perhaps, into what their soul or spirit or higher self or whatever you want to call it uh, was hoping uh, for this lifetime. Because I don't think, you know, people think that, that astrology is uh, deterministic, and it is not, I mean, at least not the way I practice it. Um, it is not deterministic okay. yeah. at all. I can't look at a chart yeah. and say, well, you know, you're, you, you were meant to do this or you were meant to have a podcast or, you know, it, it was, it was uh, determined long ago by the stars that a tree would fall on your house today. I, I just think that's, that's <laughs> bullshit. But, um, but I can say something like, wow, there's a lot of, energy of change going on right now that's affecting your chart and it may um <clears throat> you know and I, I since i haven't seen your chart i i really don't know but i'm just sort of uh as an example you know i might look at your chart yeah. and say yeah and some of that some of that energy may express itself uh through where you live and possibly through your yeah. your your means of transportation as well and so I can't say a tree is going to fall on your house, but I can, I can say that there's going to be this this energy coming into your life at this point, and you might want to look out for these things, and you might want to strengthen this or stock up on that or or whatever. And ditto for the natal chart. You know, it doesn't say this is what your life is going to be like. This is what your life has to be like. Life is creative and. I, I really think it would be terribly boring to be born into a life where every move was, you know, pre-planned or, or predestined. So that's that's not pointless. what astrology does. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Point. I mean, it, it would be pointless to come into an existence that's already planned. I would think, you know, I I do believe that. There are certain things that if you follow a certain path, you're going to fall into because that's a natural progression, but I don't know if I believe that things are fated yeah. like that. Now, another another reason I would dissuade people from trusting something online that you just plug numbers into as being an accurate chart is it will only give you the aspect that it sees. It will not tell you how to make a cohesive person or a cohesive plan out of that. It will give you pieces of information, certainly, but it will not address you specifically as the person. There are too many other details that would be missing. Um, so exactly. it's, it's kind of the job of the astrologer to put all of this information together and determine from all of the aspects and all of the planetary positions um, and the houses that they're seated in, um, and to the degrees that they're seated. I mean, this is a real science, and it's it's not um, it's not just formulaic. There's there's a lot more to it than that. Because I have so many folks that are like, ah, just plug it in and see what it says, and I'm like, yeah, no, 
doesn't really yeah. answer a whole lot of things. You know, it can well, here's the personality. Thing. Let's say, let's say that on the day and the time you were born, and in the place you were born, your neighbor kept chickens. And on that very day and at that very time, a little chicken pecked its way out of the egg. And so it was born at the same time you were, in the same place you were. And I could look at that chart, and it could be the chart of a chicken. Because, and, and, you know, you can see that, too, with animals' charts that, that they do. For instance, my cats are all Aries cats. Well, two of them are. I don't know oh, about wow. the third because I got him as a stray. But the soul drives the chart. The chart does not steer the soul. And so if you are a chicken, you definitely do not have the same soul as Raina Star. <laughs> so even though you may have the exact same chart, and the only way right. you're going to have the exact chart is if you were born in the exact same time and place as someone else, because the chart, a, a single person's chart is not going to repeat exactly for 26,000 years. Wow, so, good to know. Unless, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so unless you were born, you know, in the same time and place as as exact same time and place as someone else, and since I was born in Manhattan, I'm pretty sure that I have some some twins out there, some astro twins out there. But nonetheless, um, even if you have identical charts, and you can see this with twins as well, um, <clears throat> even if you have identical charts the soul is going to take that energy that the chart has given you to work with in this lifetime and use it somewhat differently. Well, now that we're talking about twins, I do have a question. Since twins are not necessarily born at the same time, usually one exits the womb first, doesn't Mm -hmm. that already in and of itself change the chart? Absolutely. Of course, um, that yeah. is not the case if it's a cesarean section. Interesting. But, so, but, yeah. but both babies are never pulled out together like that unless they're conjoined, to my knowledge. Isn't one child well, pulled from the womb first yeah. and back out? So there would be, there would, for instance, one uh, set of twins that, that, whose charts I have worked with have, uh, were born 20 minutes apart. And uh-huh. that makes a big difference in their in their rising sign. It makes a difference yep. of about uh, fifteen. Let's see, degree every four minutes. So it makes a difference, uh, you know, of several degrees in the rising sign of their chart, and also in house placements of some of the planets. But nonetheless, they even if they you know they they look identical, and there are definitely going to be a lot of similarities. And they've shown, too, that, you know, twins, for instance, who are separated at birth, people go back and look at them, and they, the, some of the things in their lives that, that have happened, are, it's just really eerie how, how similar their lives were, even though they were brought up um, <clears throat> in very different situations. But still, they're different souls working with that chart. It's like different people, you know, wearing the same clothes or different actors all playing Hamlet but in, in very different in, in very different ways. Right. Wow. Yeah. So again, formula formulaic 
information is not going to be sufficient if you are looking for a true a true telling on your chart information. You really need the assistance of a trained professional, uh, which I totally believe. Because I will tell you, well, I you know you can, you can work with your chart to some degree just by yeah. Because I, I think, you know, there are a couple ways of approaching a chart. And I think it's really helpful for people who are interested in astrology. You know, not everyone, but people who are interested in astrology can find, I mean, as you know, a lot of magic and witchcraft is looking inside yourself and changing what you, you know, how how you react to life and how you react to different people and what you desire in life and what you want to find in life and trying to understand what your own psychology, essentially. You know, like, why do I do that? Or why did I do that? Or why did I say that? And, and why am I doing this? And how can I change that? And we all try and, and figure out what we need to change in our lives. And I think if you know even just a little bit about astrology, Sometimes it can really help to um, help you to figure yourself out and figure out how you can change aspects of your life that, that you want to change and how you can understand yourself a little better. And <clears throat> I think that, um, that, that it can be helpful to just know, you know, well, all right, so I have an Aquarian moon and that means that maybe I'm not going to react quite as emotionally as my friend Raina with a Pisces moon. Um, but on yep. the other hand, you know, I'm, um, <clears throat> I'm, I may be able to, um, to uh, speak up with my emotions. Since, it, you know, Aquarius is an air sign, I may be able to speak up and say, well, this is how I'm feeling right now. Whereas yeah. some of my friends, and this may not be true of you, because with Capricorn rising and a Libra sun, you know that that balances out a lot. But a lot of people with a lot of Pisces placements, or Scorpio placements, or Cancer placements, water sign placements, sometimes they really tend to internalize their emotions, and so you know the people around them are scratching their heads trying to figure out, well, what's going on with them? Are they mad at me or? You know, or, or are they upset about something and just not speaking about it? Whereas me, with an Aries sun and an Aquarius moon, I'm going, look, this is how I'm feeling right now. You better listen up. Wow. So, you know, yeah. It, it helps yeah. to know that. And it helps to know it about your friends as well. I cut my, I cut my Pisces friends a lot of slack in that area. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, you can't deal with everyone the same way. And you're lucky because... Having set, well, not lucky, you put the work in, of course, but it gives you an insight that, you know, a lot of us do not simply have. We do not have the training. And, uh, you know, I, I see people give a lot of, you know, short shrift to, to astrology as being, oh, blah, 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 it's not real, yada, yada, yada. Can you explain to folks why astrology, in your opinion, is so important? Well, here's the thing. I think that astrology reflects patterns in the universe, patterns of consciousness. And I actually believe that consciousness is the ground state of reality, that 
we all come from consciousness, that physical reality is created from consciousness, and that there are patterns within the world that reflect the overarching consciousnesses that created it. And that would include all of us and the gods and the deities and life on earth and all of that. And astrology is about reading patterns. I have an article on my website that, that's titled, You Don't Really Believe in Astrology, Do You? Because, you know, I, I, I majored uh, in the sciences, and, um, and, and it's, it, it's something that I've gotten, people have said to me a, a fair amount. So I wrote an article about why, um, <clears throat> you know, why, a, a, a stro- why science has rejected astrology and why that is wrong. And one of the reasons is, and this is something actually Carl Sagan said, is that everybody demands a mechanism for astrology. They say, they, they say well, I want to know how astrology works. And if we can't, you know, if we can't come up with a reason and, and an explanation of how it works, that means it's not real. Well, that just simply isn't the case. And Carl Sagan, who was, you know, one of the great scientists of this of the past century and and also one of the great skeptics of astrology said you cannot criticize astrology on those grounds because we don't need to know mechanism to know whether or not something works he said now personally i don't think you know i i i I don't think astrology is 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 a real thing that was sagan you know but he did say and he explained it by saying for instance that you know back in the uh, early earlier part of the 20th century um, the, all, the, all the geologists didn't believe that land masses could move. And now, of course, uh, and, and there was one scientist, a guy by the name of Wegener, who said, well, yes, actually, um, land masses can and do move. And all of the geologists said, no, you're wrong. I mean, really, they practically drove him out of the... Um, drove him out of the discipline. And then suddenly um, some discoveries were made and everyone started to realize that the heat engine at the center of the earth was driving the motion of, uh, you know, of the land masses on the earth and that Wegener had been right all along, but because nobody had figured out the, um, the mechanism yet, they said, oh, no, he's wrong. We can't figure out the mechanism, so he can't possibly be right. So, you know, Wendell, yeah. Wendell Berry ahead, said, if you're, deal- if you're dealing with mystery, you know, it's, I don't know, damn, I can't remember his, uh, his exact words, but something along the lines of if you are dealing with mystery, then it is best to be careful, you know, um, and and to and to treat uh, you know to treat mystery with uh, with some respect because you don't know what you're messing with and that's exactly. um, you know that's that's true of astrology is is that um, I one of the things that I talk about in that article is the difference between correlation and causation and people say you know well there's just no way that um, you know, that the planets could possibly be affecting the earth. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm saying, well, you know, maybe there is, maybe there's, you know, maybe there's not. Um, <clears throat> but that's not the point. 
the point is that there right. is a pattern that is reflected in the in the uh, in in the planets that reflects life on Earth. So, for instance, you know, I'm a farmer, a gardener, and uh, there's in in almost every farming community, the farmers will know well. You know, you plant corn when the leaves on the trees are the size of a mouse's ear and this, that, and the other thing happens. Well, the size of the leaves on the tree has absolutely nothing to do with whether or not the corn crop is, you know, is going to be okay, but it is a useful correlation because you can usually know that if this is happening to the tree, usually this is going to be a good time to plant corn. So that's a correlation. It's not causation. The leaves on the tree have nothing right. to do with the corn. But <clears throat> I, I just feel like we're, we're dealing with patterns and unknown patterns yes. at that. And that, that we need to be a little bit more respectful of astrology. I also think that that is the reason that so many different astrological techniques uh, seem to work. You know, there's a lot of argument between modern astrologers and traditional astrologers. I think the thing is, is that different areas of astrology are tracing different threads through the same pattern. But it's useful. It's a useful correlation. And and whether or not there is actually any causation involved, I don't know. I really don't know. But I know that there's definitely a correlation, and I can and I find that uh, that correlation very useful. And I have, you know, and I will tell you in my limited knowledge, because my knowledge is so painfully limited, that astrology has guided me to and from certain situations and people because I recognize patterns of people. I mean, there's just no escaping it. There are patterns in all of the signs that are fairly commonplace. I mean, are there exceptions? Well, of course there are, because there are other parts of the chart at play. But I can tell a lot of the time the type of man I'm attracting because of mm-hmm. the sign, which also tells me, mm-hmm. come the fuck away. Uh, try again. Try elsewhere. Um, because, you know, I, I, most of my experience is with men who are um, Cancerians and Mm -hmm. men who are Aquarians. I don't know why, except for the fact that these are the personality types I have attracted predominantly. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's obviously patterns. Look at your life. You know, and I wanted to, oh, this is such a good question to ask you because um, I didn't ever believe that this was true, but that usually a person who is who is having a child um, will eventually, if they have probably more than one child, eventually gives birth to one of their parents, and it's the parent they didn't get along with. And I have to tell you, I have found this to be true. I have two children and one of them and I did not get along with my father and one of them is the same sign as my father. I think I, I, I think that that steps outside of the realm of astrology and into the realm of reincarnation and you can uh, actually find that um, I've, I've seen instances for instance 
where um, children particularly will be, you know, being shown family pictures and, and the son of a friend of mine one time was, uh, he, you know, his grandfather had died before he was born. And he looked, yeah. he, the, as soon as he saw a picture of his grandfather, he said, that's me, that's me. Oh, and wow. I think that wow. I think that we do, you know, come through sometimes into the same family to work through, you know, karmic family issues. And you know, again, yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think karma says, means there's no free will at all. I think you can, right. you know, make the decision like I don't want to have anything to do with this damn family ever again. And that would, you know, you can do that if you want. But then maybe you get, you know, after you after you die and you're on another plane and you're kind of looking back on things and you're going, well, yeah, I'll give them another chance. <laughs> but wow. um, but yeah, I, I think I think that's a, actually a thing. But also, you know, when it when it comes to um, when it comes to astrology and patterns, would you agree? I think that that that's really what witches do. We read patterns and then we manipulate them. We try to, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we're trying to affect the change. The only way you can re- listen, when something is 100% unpredictable, it's like shooting <laughs> in the dark. But if you have patterns to go off of, you know, when casting spells, or, I mean, it's all, it's trial and error until things start to work. And when things start to work, you want to follow that pattern so that things will work again. Um, so, yeah, I absolutely agree with you 100% that that's what we do. I'm sure. Well, um, and I think, you know, I think, too, what, what we were talking about is as far as um, mysteries and patterns and stuff like that, also really yeah. very much applies to our current uh, ecological crises. For sure. Because For sure. we are, you know, we are dealing with patterns. I was just really, I was just reading a, um, an article the other day how um, the older models, and, and we went through this time when, you know, back, People started modeling climate change, scientifically modeling climate change back in the 70s, probably before then too, but it it really became a thing, I think, back in the 70s. Um, And a lot of people said um, that, you know, I I guess uh, 30 or 40 years later, well, those, those, those models really didn't work. Well, as it turns out, you know, this, this article was saying they really, they really were a lot more accurate than you might think, and that does not bode well for um, <clears throat> for us because uh, we are just, you know, all full speed ahead, train wreck coming into uh, into the a, a future where, that we that we simply will not do anything to mitigate. Wow, and um, you know, and those are the those are the patterns that there's there are there are patterns of ecology in there that we are not. And I remembered the I remembered the Wendell Berry quote because he said um, 
If we are up against a mystery, then we dare act only on the most modest assumptions. And we are up against mystery when we are, when we are looking at the, the ecology of the earth because we think we know so much, but we don't know at all, not by a long shot. And so, and we are not acting on the most modest assumptions at all. We are acting on the assumptions that we can go ahead and, you know, burn as many fossil fuels as we want and extract as many resources as we want, and there will be no consequences. But, you know, the, the, the consequences are, are, are coming down the line, <clears throat> and I think we're going to, we're going to see them. I mean, this is just me looking at the astrology, but um, I think we are going to really start seeing them later in this decade. Wow. Wow. And, we need to you know, be because the pattern here, the pattern that needs to change, we're looking at the patterns of ecology, but we're also looking at patterns of thought that are out of control at this point. I mean... Absolutely. You know, there's there's just a constant denial and lying. I mean, I could not believe that um, the person who took away all of the protections, the you know, the safety measures around you know trains, is now showing up at the site oh, of a God. train wreck and and yep. blaming everybody else. <laughs> so. I, so that was there not are these lost on me. Yeah, that was not lost on me. We noticed that today, and we were like, "But you're the one that stopped. If things were in place, to stop things like this from happening. You're the one that destroyed this, and you have decided to act like. I, but you know what? There are people, and I'd love to know his chart for sure. Um, oh, I've been I've been looking people. at it for a long time. I'm sure you have, like probably since 2015, if I'm guessing, um, yeah. and maybe even before. But see, but the thing, the thing that I am horrified by the fact that people are so gullible that they will actually believe, knowing they've seen, we have it on tape, we saw you, we heard what you said, mm-hmm. we saw what you did, mm-hmm. and yet these people follow him will continue to serve blind eyes because he supports some base-level thing that should have been put away out of human consciousness 70 years ago, if not forever ago. Um, and mm-hmm. people just continue to blindly follow this idiot. I wonder who I'm talking about. The guy who's no longer in office, you know what I mean. Shit, I don't even want to say his name. But you, but you know what I'm saying. It's like the, there are people that will blindly follow a, knowing that it's a lie. As we found out about Fox News, they all knew he was lying about winning the election. Hello, <laughs> the fire. The call is coming from inside the house, you idiot. I'm just saying you already know that they're lying to you why do you keep believing the lies i mean if we have it on tape come on well i think that i think that this that this uh, that this incredible denial of reality that has been getting worse and worse really for the last oh i don't know 
15 years or so, um, I, I changing. I think there's going to be a change in the zeitgeist towards um, more acceptance of, of reality and less trying to hide. But, you know, the thought patterns that have to change, and I think they will, um, <clears throat> is the thought pattern of it's all about me, the money I'm making, um, the the things that I can buy for myself. We live in this materialist culture that just denies, um, <clears throat> den- <clears throat> excuse me, denies the existence of spiritual realities. And in fact, that is what is is going to trip us up in the long run because unless and un- until and unless each one of us really looks inside and says, well, you know, if if there really is such a thing as spiritual spiritual realities, maybe I should change the way I'm living my life. Maybe I should think about more than, you know, what I can accumulate in, you know, in in this in this lifetime and get out of the the people who die with the most toys wins mentality because you, we're all going to die, but it's, it's not, it's not going to be, you're going to find after you die and, oh my God, I'm still me. I mean, there's still some part of me in my consciousness that, that exists and will incarnate again. Then all of a sudden you realize it really wasn't about all that stuff that you couldn't take with you. Your fancy car and, and your fancy house and all of this sort of thing. That's, that's not going to, you know, that's, that's not going to change um, what, how you're going to feel when you look back on your life in, in a, from another realm. And, of course, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, as you, <clears throat> I'm sure know, I'm not any kind of a believer in heaven and hell or anything like that. But I, I do think that that it's it's pretty clear, particularly from some of the research on reincarnation that that, that has been done with kids who uh, children who can say like my my not just like my friend's son who said that's me that's me, but children who can say, well you know I I, I lived in Los Angeles and I uh, worked. In, in the movie business, and or they recognize things. Obviously, they don't express it usually that young as clearly, but they can give specific details. My father's name was this and that. My wife's name was this and that. I, you know, I did this and that. And there have been just, there's been so much research and so many examples of this, of people remembering very clearly um, details from past lives that they had no way of knowing in this lifetime. So it is pretty clear, to me at least, that some part of our consciousness survives the death of our bodies. And until we can realize that what's most important is our consciousness and how we live our lives, not what we accumulate in our lives, then things won't change. But everyone is convinced, you know, not everyone, I, I exaggerate, but, um, you know, the, the underlying belief in this culture is that we live in a materialistic reality, and when you die, that's it. And so really all you need to worry about is, um, you know, is, is looking out for number one. Now, people with Pisces moons don't generally feel that way. <laughs> 
but yeah, I don't. Um, not really. But and a lot of people you know, have. No, I was just going to say when you when you leave a lot of stuff, you're just leaving shit for other people to clean up, and it's like, you know, I used to have that mentality of, you know, I, and I love pretty and I love shiny things, and I know where I know where everything is pretty much going once I pass. Because, oh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, the road ahead for me is a lot shorter than the road behind. Obviously, I'm in my sixties. Um, yeah. So it's you know, so you get what I you you know where I'm coming from about that you know time to downsize and make sure there's less shit for someone else to clean up after I'm gone. As a matter of fact, it's like oh time to declutter the closet. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's it's no longer mm-hmm. about the most pairs of shoes or the most dresses or the fanciest car or whatever. Now it's like I want things made out of cotton. I want things that are soft and comfortable because I am finally at an age where I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't have to attract yeah. a man. I don't have to do attract a woman. I don't have to attract shit except whatever I want. It's been a lovely existence. I've had a lot of fun on this ride. I'm going out on a high note. Thank you so much. I mean, really. Um, having all this stuff means you just have stuff for other people to take care of later. My kids already want my crystals. That's good deal. <laughs> and these, you know, these are patterns of thought that do, you know, the, our, our personal patterns of thought change as we age. But, you know, there there are some people whose, um, who, whose patterns of thought need to change. And until all of us start living our lives from an internal understanding of um, <clears throat> of what the you know how the world works and the fact that humans for instance work better together than we do apart and while I'm all for individuality and I'm all for the individual creativity the fact is that we have to learn how to work together or you know, as as uh, as the quote goes, uh, I think it was Franklin who said Benjamin Franklin who said this: uh, "We must all hang together, or we are surely going to all hang separately." Yeah. And I, I think that's what the <clears throat> I think that's what the upcoming uh, astrology over the next few years is really going to um, bring into focus for us. I hope so, because quite frankly, listen. I get it. I was young. I remember. I remember, you know, the goal was to get this and that and the other thing and to do a certain, you know, you had to do this by this age and that by that age and blah, blah, blah. And it's so different now. And I'm so happy to see that the young folks are doing it a hell of a lot differently than we were. Um, yeah. And, you know, because I was I mean, yes, please, absolutely. I mean, it's it's amazing. So I do have hope um, because I see young people being certainly smarter than I was. There is no doubt. Um, mm-hmm. And just, you know, intuitive because they do reflect more and they do think about mental health and emotions. And I remember when you weren't allowed to talk about your mental health in, in are you, publicly. Are you kidding? 
Um, right. Everybody would think you were literally defective. I mean, that's the kind of culture uh, that was surrounding mental health back when I was young. And I have family members who needed help that were, you know, that they refused help because that's a weakness. You can't be weak. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm so glad that that's changed. I'm so glad that people can be and express who they are now because, and it's still got a long way to go. It's still a long way to go. But I will tell you, I think so so too, but we're seeing those changes coming. We're seeing those changes coming. So I have hope. I do too. But, and I know we're short on time because I'm knocking your ear off and I can't help it. Um, but I, I did want to ask you, if you have a couple of extra minutes to spare with me, I did want to ask you about how, because um, I haven't talked to Evo at all, and I know Evo is spearheading uh, the entire uh, Zodiac series, as it were, and I was just wondering, you know, you, you were in number one, and how did, how did this come about? Like, how did you, did he approach you? Is this something you had talked about previously? Was this something you had planned to do? I've known Evo for 30 years, over 30 years. Yes. And since we are both professional astrologers, uh, we have had many conversations about astrology. And so he knew I was an Aries, and he knew I was a writer. And, you know, because i I blog, I mean, I, I not only have already written one book, Touch the Earth, Kiss the Sky, but I also Correct. blog regularly about astrology. So he knew that astrologically we were both kind of on the same uh, same tack um, on, as far as our beliefs about astrology uh, is concerned. And also we, we both feel, and this is, this is why... Uh, Evo told me that that the reason he decided to take on this series, which is a huge amount of work, can't think of anyone who is more suited to do it than Evo, but he said, you know, one of the things I've always wanted to do is to make astrology more accessible to witches. And several years ago, he... um, he released a, a beginner's astrology book called Astrology for Witches and Pagans, which I still think mm-hmm. is one of the absolute best beginner astrology books ever. But this, you know, this, this, is, this series is, is different. And so Evo is, is what he's really trying to do here is give people who aren't necessarily in, uh, interested in learning, you know, the nuts and bolts of astrology – but would like to know enough to empower their witchcraft. And yeah. he thought that this series would do it. And I can, I, you know, I, I see a lot of very shallow astrology out there. And this series could have been that kind of a series if um, the, the folks at Llewellyn had not chosen Evo to you know to do this because it's really easy to to make uh, astrology uh, seem very shallow and uh, mm-hmm. and just you know skim skim the surface. But Evo wants you know wanted to find a balance of explaining enough astrology so that people could use it without getting too complex. And I think he's done a remarkable job. Well, I'm super excited because, 
you know, it hasn't been released yet to my knowledge. Um, what, what is your release date for the book? June 8th for my book, and, and it's pretty much going to be one a month after that. That's amazing. Congratulations. I'm so excited about it. I, I know it's going to be a fantastic series, and and I'm I'm really interested. After this conversation, I'm certainly interested in digging into the one about Libra. Um, <laughs> Seema, tell people where they can find you uh, and where they can request you know your services. Yeah, my website is uraniaswell.com. Uh, Urania, as you may or may not know, was the uh, ancient Greek goddess of astrology and astronomy. And to me, uh, her well is the well of the night sky. So the URL is um, U-R-A-N-I-A-S-W-E-L-L.com. Or you can just, uh, you know, put Diatima Mantinea into the Google search engine and my website should come right up. It does. Ha! I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Do you see thank and you, I, you so, know, I blog so, again. So oh yes. Well, blog. It's that's right. Always, Please. always a pleasure to um to to chat with you, Raina, and and uh, I hope you get, I hope things calm down for you a, a bit, and all of the the changes coming up in March are are for the better for you. I'm sure they will be. Thank you again. Please come back on and visit me again soon. Be glad to do that. Talk to you soon, Rita. Take good care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. She's just so awesome. I highly recommend you get with Diatima Mantinea for your chart information or a reading. Going online is really no substitute for an actual experienced person with knowledge. So I highly encourage anybody who has an interest to do that. That's uraniaswell.com. It's on the show information for today. Uh, tomorrow I am welcoming Dave Johnson, and we are going to talk about uh, witching and aging. Aging witching. I'm, I'm very excited. I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Again, Asher, feel better, my love. Talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>